2: because they'll make you all
0: feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
3: David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damaschek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamaschek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
2: Hi and hello football and movie fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and NFL.com slash Sheck.
1: S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck, Sheck.
2: We have some football, we have some sports and otherwise to discuss, but I mentioned movies at the top because I am very excited for today's program. I think you'll enjoy it as well if you've been following, or even if you haven't been. You know how everybody does their silly little brackets around March Madness. Well, here on the DDFP, Black Tie, the producer behind the glass, is a self-proclaimed cinephile who has not seen very many classic movies. So he put together... A sweet 16 of the all-time greatest movies he's never seen. They included Forrest Gump, Top Gun, Goodfellas, some other gems out there. Well, now it's been boiled down to the Final Four. He devoted Final Four weekend to going through these four gems. Godfather, Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Pulp Fiction. He has watched them all. He is going to deliver his results. You, the listener, voted on this to boil it down to the Final Four. Black Tie will take it over from here. He has watched the movies. He is going to provide us all with his reviews. I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about sitting here in Studio 66. Maximum strength! Because if you've ever seen any video that comes out of here, and if you haven't, just go to NFL.com and Google DDFP or Damashek or whatever, and surely some videos will come up. We've had some uh, some gay times in here in 2015 already, Um, but uh, we are looking at a random pro football game. It's the Giants with Phil Simms at QB playing against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm guessing it's roundabout, because there's Charles Haley. I'm guessing it's roundabout... 92, 93, probably the Cowboys on their way to another Super Bowl. I guess if we see Jimmy Johnson, we'll really know. I didn't know that even Phil Simms overlapped with the Cowboys dynasty. Either way, the point is it's great fun here at NFL Media because sometimes on the TV you'll just find random games playing here. And this is, like I say, one from 20-some-odd years ago between NFC East foes, and that reminds me – of the bracket that NFL.com just completed, which is the greatest game of all time bracket, 64 of the greatest pro football games ever. were on the ledger and uh, here to talk about how that one worked out, among some other things. He's our resident Miami Dolphins fan, all the way from London, England. It's Handsome Hank.
1: He's Handsome Hank from
3: England, Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England, Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's handsome
1: Hank. He's handsome Hank.
2: Wow, an auspicious occasion! We get the full theme song for Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you?
1: I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Thanks. Uh, thanks for playing the full version, Black Tie. That was exciting.
2: That was. And now I forget already. I know we've talked about it, but I can't recall. Have you seen any James Bond
1: movies, Black Tie?
3: First of all, yes, it's a special. You've movie seen Daniel episode. Craig.
1: He's only. He's seen Daniel Craig. I've Frank seen everyone one since Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Yep.
3: And I've seen one of Roger Moore's.
1: Looking okay. back on the Pierce Brosnan era it's clear now that he was the worst Bond.
2: No, uh Timothy Dalton, Timothy Dalton was.
1: Well, the worst. yeah, but he it almost doesn't even count.
2: Yeah, the Pierce Brosnan one is sort of has a tragic quality to it because he wanted to be James Bond right. and was really destined cut right. the perfect figure to play James Bond. When he made the scene in America though, I remember loving the TV show he was on on NBC with Stephanie Zimbalist. Remington Steel. Did you get
1: Remington Steel Didn't, in I England? Nev- I, I knew about it, and I think I, it may have been on in England, but it wasn't a big deal.
2: It was cute. It was. It was. Right. It, it. You know, it was a crime solving with some mirth sprinkled in. Yeah. It was really the precursor to moonlighting, right? With Bruce Willis and uh, what's her name, Sybil Shepherd, um, and it was. It was a great show. It was. Very, it was fun, and you could see him playing James mm-hmm. Bond. He wanted to do it but the producers or NBC or whoever said, you're not allowed, we're not going to release you to go and make the James Bond movies. That's how Timothy Dalton came to be. And then we got a little long in the tooth Pierce Brosnan Mm -hmm. playing this role.
1: Yeah, I think the problem was he tried to play it half as Roger Moore. And half as Sean Connery, which I guess he thought that was the sweet spot and and it didn't really work out. Well, Roger Moore was a
2: pretty good bond. I he's the one when I was introduced right. to the pictures. The first one I saw was The Spy Who Loved Me, which I'll still throw in there. I'll stack <laughs> that one up there in yeah. the top four or five James Bond pictures, because of Jaws, the bad guy who right. would bite people. Yes. Weird choice by the producers to have Jaws in at a time. When Jaws, the shark, shark was, was dominating, dominating cinema
1: as well. Well, you know, if you if it works, why not? It would have been harder for the shark to to um to play the bad guy.
2: Well, what's weird in the Spy Who Loves Me, James Bond... am oh, I'm I'm sorry, no,
1: Jaws bites a sh- bites a, a shark, shark. Yeah. kills a shark by biting him. Yeah, that'll I- teach that. You know, if the shark's gonna give it some of its own medicine, I guess is the is the answer.
2: That's like that thing of. Yeah, I, I mean that must have been a little wink from the producer. Yeah, that couldn't have been course. an accident, yeah, right? Of course. Well, that's well, you know, Dickens writes about. Uh, I remember being in middle school and reading Oliver Twist, and Dickens writes about a character called uh, one of the characters in Fagin's little troop of uh, Scallions is Master Bates is the guy's name, and I remember saying to the teacher, Mr. Thomas, that's not an accident, right? And and, and he denied it. In fact, he was an Englishman, this Mr. (laughs) Thomas. What was he up to, trying to deceive my American brain, trying to outsmart me? You wouldn't understand what Dickens was going for. I don't know, but obviously it is in hindsight, right? Yes. Um, how was uh, how was your Easter, handsome Hank?
1: It was um, it was good. Thank you very much. I, I mean, I uh, I enjoyed it. You know what my favorite thing about Easter was? What's that? Black tie, uh, live tweeting, watching the four movies. I loved it myself. Watch. That was, yeah. I mean, that to me was the highlight of Easter weekend. It's, it's almost the best event that's ever happened on social media. Kentucky, Wisconsin was juicy in a lot of ways, but, but it, nothing, yeah, nothing paled nothing in like comparison that, to black tie. Which Ties. is why I'm so excited about this podcast.
2: Yes, uh, and by uh, just uh, do they, they have Eastern England. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Yeah, right, cool. People, um, uh,
1: I've, I've been asked that by a bewildering number of people this weekend. <laughs> I really have. So, so do you do, and, and does your Easter involve chocolate eggs? Yes, it involves.
2: Well, that, I, that actually, I was making a joke, but do, it, it has it the really bunny can. and all that yeah, stuff. The whole lot. Does it, I, meant, I really did. That occurred to me at some point as I was traveling through the weekend, and I failed to look it up. Is there, uh, what is the root of that? The bunny.
1: I have no idea, but because bunnies don't lay eggs. I mean, the whole thing is, it's all so mixed up. There's obviously a religious uh, part to Easter, but then, then there's chocolate eggs, but then there's a rabbit for some reason. Why, why on earth would a rabbit, I mean, it would make much more sense, and frankly, it would, you know, the, the rabbit then has to go get these eggs from presumably birds or, or animals that lay eggs. Wouldn't it be easier for there to be an Easter chicken or an Easter bird of some type that just delivers the eggs? Yeah. The whole thing is, it's messed up. And why? But what is the
2: the tie-in of chocolate to? I mean, I'm not a, a Christian, so I right. wouldn't know. But what it seems like it's a little glib. The,
1: the chocolate, <laughs> believe me, the chocolate part has no part, no no connection whatsoever to the Christian part. I don't believe there's anywhere in the Bible or anywhere else where it says, "And now thou shalt eat chocolate."
2: Yeah, it seems like pretty. Again, you know, I'm on the outside looking in, but it seems like the event that is being acknowledged around Easter is pretty grim stuff. Right. You know, I I don't know why we need the infusion of. Oh, well, because maybe it's grim. We need to lighten it up well, a little no, bit. Well, no, I think the, the, the
1: celebration is around after the grim stuff. After the stuff, right. Right. But. Still, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's it's confused, and frankly, it's inefficient. If there's a rabbit delivering eggs, I just I'm not sure. I cut, out can, man. cut out the middleman. Cut out the middleman here.
2: Cut out, although if there's, it's a magic rabbit, because he it, it seems like he's giant. If there's too. a
1: magic rabbit, there's bound to be a magic chicken somewhere too. We're always talking about the fact that he makes chocolate eggs,
2: this rabbit, but we're sleeping on the fact that he's that he's like a hundred times the size of a normal rabbit. Although, yeah. Anyway, you know what? Let's Enough not get about too into this. it
1: because I don't think either of us have the answer. No, oh, indeed.
2: No, going down I, the rabbit hole, guys. I, I, oh, oh look who's go on then. his game. Look who watched some good movies, maybe yep. gleaned a little something from it and is now going to be a better black tie going forward. Yep. I love it. I'm Before, looking
1: forward to I get. I bet you bet that he's got some drops from each of the movies, his favorite lines from each of the movies.
2: Oh, uh, I well, I can't wait to get to it and yet I, 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 I want to try and delay things for yeah, just yeah. a second with a couple of things. First of all, um, let's talk about the um, about the greatest game ever bracket that just completed on NFL.com, and it was paid off on NFL Network by showing it. The final was—I know the answer, but handsome—tell us uh, what your final four was.
1: The, well, the, all right, uh, I can tell you this, the final. I'll have to I have to think about what the final four was. The final was Super Bowl forty-three. Your beloved Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Cardinals in in a thriller um, in Tampa. That was right.
2: Yes. Um, and then, with the most incongruous hats after the Super Bowl, the Steelers complete, they get their sixth title, and then they're all wearing um, green and blue hats that looked like so- something from the Seattle Seahawks uh, circa 1983. It was very weird,
1: right. Well then so then that that game was up against in the final Super Bowl 49 you which you you'll recall as the game we watched most recently in the NFL. Yes. Um in order to get there both of the neither of those games was a was a number 1 seed in the bracket that we created. Ah. Huh. So uh the final four pitted Super Bowl um The Super Bowl 49, the most recent one against Super Bowl 13, Cowboys-Steelers, another Steelers one. And then somehow, and it's not clear how it got through because it was a six-seed, the Super Bowl 43 was a four-seed. Super Bowl 43 beat the 2011... NFC divisional playoff game, which was Saints 49ers. You remember that great game? But that is a dynamite. It was a game. great game. I mean, all look everything that was on here was was pretty worthy of being in there. But so what we wound up with was a third seed in Super Bowl 49, which was in something called the crazy endings bracket, hmm. against um a si- uh, sorry a, fo- a fourth seed, which was Super Bowl 43, which was fr- in the great from the get go bracket. <laughs> Great <laughs> from the get go. No one seed made it through the whole way through. The catch was a one seed. The great um, Chargers Dolphins, 81 division. That's my favorite. Game, which I mean, you know. I, I, th- and I agree with you, that even though the Dolphins lost, I thought it was a great game.
2: Dan Fouts um, versus originally David Woodley, and then they put Don Strzok in, who makes a mighty right. comeback. This is in the, the height of the Air Coryell days, down in the Orange Bowl. It goes into overtime. It's just the. field goals, there's uh, everything. It's then, then
1: Then the crazy endings brought bracket the number one seed was Giants Bills which actually lost in the first round to Deshaun Jackson's punt return and that's a top five Super Bowl
2: I do put Super Bowl 25 Scott Norwood's miss in the top do you know why do you know
1: why and especially why it has to stay in there because it ended that run of terrible Super Bowls so Mm. it kind of it uh it it right it, it suddenly it was like okay Super Bowls are kind of worthy again that's uh, interesting.
2: I, I that didn't register for me. Yeah, that uh, that's not just. If you've never seen that game, look that one up because the <laughs> Nor, it's not just Norwood missing the kick. It's it's sort of like I worry Super Bowl 49 is going to go down that way for Pete Carroll and Daryl Bevel's decision to not run there, and it, it will obscure the rest of the game, right. which is dandy. And uh, yeah, that's a that that's a, a great one, pretty much top to bottom. And then the
1: the final first seed. Let's just cover all those in the great from the get-go bracket. Uh, bracket was the greatest game of all time. Well, that's which is what it's called the uh, the 1958 NFL game. Championship, which actually isn't because it lost in the first round to an eighth seed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the 81 Cowboys Niners in the stick, Dwight Clark. That's right. an all time game, and that was a
1: number one seed as well.
2: And I, I'm starting to revise. I'm not surprised that the four, Super Bowl 49 one, People will always, when you open this up to the public, people always go with what happened most recently. That's right. uh, you could have. I, I should have called that one before it began, so I would look smart. That is the way it I, I'm revising it now. 49 was great, but I think that the number one Super Bowl of all time is Super Bowl 13. The more I think about it, because of the star power on the field, more Hall of Famers gathered for that 60 minutes than in any other game in pro football history. So remarkable alone. But then... The shootout in the first half is dynamite. Then the Steelers pull away a little bit in the second half, but uh, the Cowboys make a game of it. I think that top to bottom is probably the best one. Either way, well done, Handsome Hank. A fun tournament to follow you know along the, the, and watch.
1: The most fun thing about it actually was, you know, we we worked hand in hand with NFL Network, and so a lot of these games, if you've been watching NFL Network over the the last month or so, have shown up there. And you know, Super Bowl 13, another one I'd always been told was a great game, and I've definitely watched highlights of it in the past. But to be able to sit down and just have on the TV those games in full. So it's, it was it was fun to be able to watch some of these games.
2: Isn't that games. the greatest? I'll tell you, the we've been doing, and in fact, in the coming days, you can look on NFL.com. I'm not sure where, where else, if it'll be on YouTube, maybe. I, I'm not sure the NFL's YouTube channel now. Um, but Terrell Davis and I sat down for the latest edition of the NFL's Infinite DVR. We have the original broadcasts of all the games. And so he and I sat down and watched Super Bowl thirty-two. Of course, the uh, this one's for John game and the helicopter and TD had migraines during the game. And the Packers are trying to repeat, and that's that that team. Brett Favre at his height and all that sort of stuff. So we sat down and looked at that. The where I came up with the idea originally to go back and start looking at these games and reviewing them was watching Super Bowl thirteen on the internet randomly. I found it about uh, five, six, eight years ago and um there's a play early in Super Bowl 13 Roger Staubach Heisman trophy winner hall of famer all-time great uh, QB hands the ball off to another Heisman Trophy winner, and all-time great at his position. Tony Dorsett hands it off to him. He tries to go around the end. Mean Joe Green and Jack Lambert meet him as Tony Dorsett slips. His feet go out from under him for a yard and a half gain, and uh, the two Hall of Famers touch him down. It's the most innocuous play, except it's in the Super Bowl, and it involves four Hall, of, Hall Famers. of Famers. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, to be able to look back and see, because that's a, that is part of looking at the original broadcast. It's so much fun. You went we're, we're now in a place if you see Walter Payton highlights, you don't ever see him do anything other than run for a touchdown right. or bowl over three guys or whatever. It's neat to see a these three guys yard
1: run. Yeah. By Walter Payton. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, yeah, it, it, right. it,
2: it does help measure when you talk about Shady McCoy, what's his place in history? It, it's. Fair to shady, and everybody who we are looking at currently to be able to say like, yeah, you know, uh, the the guys you're measuring them against didn't run uh, for seventy two yards every time they touched. Right,
1: exactly. It. Right now, we're watching in this game that Dave mentioned at the top, a guy who I always enjoyed watching, Rodney Hampton, very hard nosed, like north south north south. Yeah, runner. and uh, and it's fun, you know. There it is, three and a half yards.
2: I think that Rodney Hampton. I could uh, be wrong about this, but I'm almost certain. In the storied New York football Giants franchise, when Rodney Hampton retired, I believe he, he was the leading, number, one yeah, receiver, leading, uh, number one rusher for Russia. Isn't that weird? He, the greatest rusher in the Giants history was Rodney Hampton, I think he's now been trumped by Tiki Barber. I don't know that Giants fans right. would prefer Tiki have that crown. Yeah, who knows? All right, now, well, before we get to the movies, one more thing, Handsome. I did mention there was some basketball going on this weekend, college style, and I wanted to... Get uh, real quick your thoughts on this. First of all,
3: black tie behind the glass. Did you watch this game? I watched a uh, good half of it. I had to go play hoops myself actually. Oh, so young Kobe doing what he's got to yeah. do.
1: Get some buckets.
3: Uh, we <laughs> lost by a big margin, but <laughs> oh, let dear. the team in scoring. So this is what that's it is. all
1: about you, handsome. You didn't take it in. You know what? Last night I did. I tuned in did for you? the final 48 seconds. So <laughs> that was the, I've watched. Well, I watched you know in in game time 48 seconds of. Uh, of the, I thought it was a great tournament. Really do you well
2: feel it's interesting then? Because as somebody who doesn't watch college basketball regularly, do you sense is there is, does something permeate through the screen that makes Duke unlikable to you, or do you have any of that
1: sense I that I most people get, have? I, mean, I know, I know the stories, I know why, but I don't, I didn't get that sense in the forty-eight seconds of of, of game time that I watched.
2: Well, the officiating was crummy. Um, was I would love to see. Okafor steps on the baseline. They don't call that. The ball goes out on, uh, was it uh, Justice Winslow uh, goes out. They don't get that right. In the la- and this is just in the last two and a half minutes of the game. Interesting to see how that might have played out otherwise. Um, but Bo Ryan after the game rightly belly ached sincerely about the officiating. And, of course, people on Mount Pius are calling him classless and all that kind of stuff. This is, You know what, Coach Ryan, I've, I'm switching over, you know, It's time for you to read your scripted apology. In 21st century America, that's what we demand. If you say something sincerely and it's off color, then you're required the next day to read a scripted apology. We're trying to have a self-righteous society, Coach (laughs) Ryan. Please Um, play ball. Who is, though, Bo Ryan? I find him likable for doing that. Real quick, before we get to the movies, who's the greatest Bo of all time?
1: Bo Jackson.
2: Bo Jackson, no no question.
1: And Bo from uh, Bo Duke.
2: Bo Duke, and we lost, and, you know, we lost Roscoe P. Coltrane.
1: I heard, yeah. Did you have Dukes a Hazard in England? Oh, yeah. That had to be... That's the, great. Should I, should I tell you a true story? My fifth birthday, the cake, I made my mom make the General Lee.
2: <laughs> that is Bright crazy. Orange.
1: Yep. So you're a Brit
2: with the, uh, what do they call it? I, I can't believe I can't think of what. What's the rebel flag called? The uh, that. So yeah. you have the rebel flag... <laughs> uh, uh, you're an English kid. Yep. In a way, I would, you're there was, really there
1: tied to this. There, there's a and this is a true story, there's a period of time where I'd only get out the car window. <laughs> I would say to my mom, I'm not getting out the door, just wind the window down, I can get out that way.
2: Wow, that's pretty good. I love that. That's That has to be, you know, it is funny when you go to Europe, even to this day. It's a little bit, actually, that's not true. I haven't been there in five years, but... Um, you know, there was a time, and it was pretty recent, that even in you know the 21st century Europe, the assumption about what Americans are seems to remain. Right. We're either cowboys or surfers. Yeah. And and that and that's it's, it's
1: it's because of the it's because of the TV programming. If those are the shows us. you were
2: getting, then yeah. yeah, I guess I'm not surprised to hear that. So yeah, Bo Duke has left us. Uh, I mean, well, no, I'm sorry, Roscoe P. Coltrane, Coltrane yeah. has left us. Bo Duke, Bo Derek. Yes, Bo Bridges. Yep. The what was that called? The Fabulous Baker Boys. That's a high water mm-hmm. mark for him. He's terrific. Um, Bow and Arrow. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Bow, uh, Bo, uh, Riddick Bo. Yep. The great pugilist. Mm-hmm. Bo Derek. Did I say her? Yeah, yes, I did say Bo. Did. She's the best girl, Bo. I think. Um, but I think you're right. Let's go, Bo Jackson, and then Bo Ryan slots in under Bo Derrick but ahead of Bo Bridges.
1: What about way. Bo Duke? He's he's in there as well.
2: Yeah, Bo du- yeah. All right, uh, in honor of you.
1: Thanks. In honor
2: of you and uh Thank you. You actually have in a weird way, I guess you I, I, wait, Bo and Luke. Bo was the blonde I, I, guy? Yeah, I don't remember. I think Bo's the Luke, blonde guy. So, I think you 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 bear a vague resemblance to Luke. Do
1: I a That's bit, the yeah. nicest thing you've ever said to me.
2: I'd like la- if, if we would doll you up like a you know a redneck uh, Put guy me and...
1: in a in in an old old denim outfit. And um,
2: last uh, last thing here is uh, we got a tweet. I want to I want to do more tweets, black tie, more, on a regular basis. The last show we did was all tweet based questions. To, I got one from John Willett. He says the best two actors to play the same character in movie history. De Niro and Brando played Vito Corleone. Mm-hmm. Nicholson and Heath Ledger played the Joker. You're also leaving out Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill has voiced the Joker. Um, that's a that's a, a keen question.
1: Uh, Batman's had a few good uh, few good actors come through the the doors there.
2: I think we just named the other one, James Bond. Yep, we've seen. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I think James Bond beats. Although I don't know that De Niro and Brando can be beaten. Yeah, De Niro. I mean, you had Brando and um, Russell Crowe play Superman's father. How that
1: about um? How about uh, Hannibal Smith played by George Peppard and then by Bradley Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little lower down on the list.
2: I don't even think you're right about that. What? Papard played. Pupard played the main. The the, yeah, the main guy Hannibal.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bradley, no, was yeah. Bradley Cooper wasn't that. Yeah. Neeson. Yeah. Neeson was the, yeah. was the. main guy. Um. The A team guy in my day. The TV yeah. show, not the movie.
2: I got well. I, by the way, as we're watching this game, this random game from. The early nineties. It's fun to also see the score scroll the Steelers by and see it was bad. Good
1: news for you, the Steelers are up.
2: Yeah, they're eight and seven. They're up
1: thirty-nine on the seven and eight um,
2: Cleveland, Browns, Cleveland Browns. And I, I was happy for you to see your Miami Dolphins. Have they relay. gone ahead? Oh no, they. Were, I thought they were well ahead of the four and eleven. They were uh, well, well, but the score Patriots. they
1: were behind in the game. This is this is interesting. I tell you, they just popped up when this game was. It's week eighteen of the nineteen ninety four oh, season. Remember, they had two, two bye, bye weeks that one year. And so this is week 18 and I think if I'm right with you know we keep seeing Lawrence Taylor I think this may be Lawrence Taylor's final NFL game. Hmm
2: yeah well it, b- and we see there's Jimmy Johnson so um yeah so they they I guess this would be probably 90 It's it's, uh, Janu-
1: it's, uh, it's January 94.
2: Oh it's that deep into the yeah. 90s that the that Jimmy Johnson was still there. I don't remember that. All right. So let's get to it Black Tie. Black Tie's anxious to get to the big event
3: here, himself. his final four. He's, He's completely in to buried the but lead on this show, guys, completely. We're like 20 minutes in and, you know.
1: That's called – We've got people – They've listened. That's they've called building anticipation. Until, right, they've had a great time up until now, and now you have to – Frankly, you're the cherry on top. You, better, This better be good.
2: Yeah, if you go and see, I'm trying to think of some a band that Black Tie would be excited to go and see, Boys to Men. Boys to Men. <laughs> yeah, Black Tie went to see Boys <laughs> to Men. They don't bands. just, ame- Boys to Men, it's don't not like, show hey, up. showtime is uh, 7.30 p.m. Boys to Men isn't on the stage at 7.31. No, they give you some, some hokum, oh, here's whatever, so some up-and-comers. They show you this. Then they get to the cherry on top, you see.
1: Right, and even then, Boys to Men show up late. Just yeah. to keep you going, you might go and get another drink at the bar. That's what we just did. We opened, so we, opened for you. we opened for you, Black Tie.
2: All right, let's get to it, Black Tie. It's time for the payoff here. The greatest movies of all time, Black Tie, hasn't seen, bracket, Final Four, big payoff,
3: go. All right, first matchup, Star Wars are going up against Pulp Fiction. What movie do you want to start with?
2: I'll leave it to uh,
1: Hans. Well, uh, so just a little uh, scene setter. On Friday, before um, Black Tie went to watch this, Dave and I sat with some colleagues, and we tried to work out a bra- or a ranking of mm. how, uh, in our opinions at least, Black Tie would perceive these movies, and therefore, like how he would rank them, one through four. I thought that the winning movie was going to be Pulp Fiction. I thought that would be his favorite. So I'd like to start with Pulp Fiction. You, you thought that um, his number one movie was going to be The Godfather. I believe.
2: My order went Godfather 1, right. Pulp Fiction 2, Raiders 3, Star Wars 4. I thought Star Wars was the one, even though going in he was biased against Raiders of the Lost Ark for still right. – Unexplained reasons or satisfying reasons. I thought Star Wars is the one that he would think was hokey okay. because the out the special effects would be outdated.
1: So I had Raiders at four, I had Pulp Fiction at one, and I think I had Star Wars two and Godfather three.
3: All right, let's start with Pulp Fiction then, Black. All girl. right, let's do it with Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I'm not gonna play it. I'm just starting yeah. off. But uh, all right. So put <laughs> it
2: underneath. On. I like to hear it. It's Everyone fun. else me in the mood. Cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes.
3: that's what's funny. Actually, uh, watching these movies, so much I've already seen and heard from these movies. It's right. like, oh, I've seen this. I know what's going on. Here. Yeah, that's your fault. But uh, yeah, Pulp Fiction. Uh, I thought it was. A I'd good like movie. for
2: Black Tie to be angry at the world for spo- for <laughs> not giving spoiler. No,
3: emails. dude. I mean, there were some guys though. As I was tweeting about the movies, they would just spoil it for me. As I was like, oh, wait, just wait until such and such happens. I'm like, dude. You know?
2: Chill. I was trying to he- be helpful with my tweet replies to you without giving anything away. Yeah, Please, I want didn't... the music back, though. I like
3: oh, you want the music back? I'm going to play it can't... the whole way through your well, we yeah, I like it. I yeah, mean, we can. don't we have rights to that,
2: guys. We That's... can't just play it. What do you think? Play it again. I play Start. You think Miramax is uh, listening to us right now?
3: Could be. You never know. I mean, I always love this song. I just, you know, actually didn't did know not where know it was came pulp, from. pulp Fiction.
2: Dick Dale. No, it's a song from I believe the late '60s. Ah,
3: fair enough. All right, so uh, really good movie I thought. Um, first, first scene, Tim Roth is in it. I'm a big Tim Roth guy. mm mm-hmm. um, Big fan of his work and his accent. So I was like, oh, this is fun. I, I'm in. Um, it's told in. Uh, it's a non-linear story, which is very Christopher Nolan-like. Which is again no, another one of my guys that I am a big fan of.
2: A fun device. Yeah. Useful, in fact.
3: Yeah, I, it's funny because Tarantino does that a lot. Nolan does it a lot too. It's like. Or well, if you're a director who's not necessarily on their level, shouldn't you maybe start thinking about telling stories in that order too?
2: <laughs> well, it's uh, the, the ensuing half decade. Everybody was accused. The problem with doing that is that then you're accused of being a copycat. You don't want to be second to the party with doing something like that.
3: Fair enough. Um, all right. So another thing that really stood out to me. I got really hungry at the start. A lot of talk about burgers and uh, milkshakes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Royal the with, Lion cheese. Burger, Royale, right? with cheese. Royal with cheese. That was uh. I was like, oh, I should. I went to get some food before this, and I got like something healthy, some turkey and some pasta. I was like, you know, I could have done some, used some burgers here. Um, So that was fun. Um, Really, the thing that really stood out to me, the scene that really stood out to me was the "say what again" scene. Again, I've heard and seen this a bunch of times. The one thing I did not know, the one thing I did not know, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and play it real quick. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. See, what's surprising about that is that he actually does say what again eventually and obviously pays for it. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know that. So that was a little interesting. Uh,
2: Wait a second. You were surprised that when the character says what again, Marcellus Wiley does him in.
3: Well, I was surprised that he actually did say "what" again after Samuel he'd, yeah, went he'd off. Been,
1: he'd been told not to say "what" again. Yeah, exactly. But what black tie? The surprise was that he did say "what" again. But he also was peeing his pants at the time.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's like, the I point.
1: Know,
3: I it, know. I totally agree. It's just, I just never knew that that's how actually how that scene carried on.
2: You know how the coat? Well, you don't know this black tie, but Cohen brother movies often involve, in almost every one of their movies revolves around two bit guys who get in over their head. They try they think they can pull off uh, some sort of a caper or crime or whatever th- and, and then they, they find themselves right. out of their depth and then they pay for it. That's sort of what those characters in the, in the apartment are about and Tarantino is delivering to people that are legitimate that put them in their place very quickly. Oh, you think you can you can pull a caper on us. It's basically inverting the Coen brothers. We're always rooting for these uh for these schnooks and instead Quentin Tarantino dispatches them quickly. We we don't care about the two-bit losers. We're we're talking about the legitimate criminals here.
3: No, that was great. Uh, Another thing I learned a lot about was foot massages at the top. I was like, oh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. a lot of foot massaging talk. But, uh, I mean, ultimately, I mean, we can talk about this. Good movie, really fun. It just really – it surprised me, actually, uh, because it was long, but it didn't feel long. It was really well cast. One One of the things I did watching these movies was always thinking about, hey, if this movie was made today, who would play this role? And this was the one movie I was like, no, everyone that was cast in that role was perfectly cast for that role. I mean, mm-hmm. cause a lot of bit parts come in here. You leave in, you know, two minutes. Um, so that was really good. And Samuel L. Jackson, man, like... I guess this is what Samuel L. Jackson has been playing a parody of ever since. Of yeah, course, that's
1: right. I mean, that's <laughs> why if you've ever watched him in any other movie, you it's, have this to refer to. It's and go, like, okay, they they know that he can do this. That's why they got him to do that.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, every other role he's been playing is like, hey, remember what he did in Pulp Fiction? Do that. Just a little bit more over the yeah. top and, you know, don't actually have any other good scenes. Because he, obviously he was Samuel L. in a lot of scenes, but he was also like – at the diner, he was I mean he was great.
2: It's a, like, yeah, a star making role, of course. Yeah. The, and uh, Travolta, this was his big resurgence. Come back, right. He had yep. been he had been basically a zero for a decade, yep. I think. You know, and, and that this was um his re emergence. Um what did you think of the Bruce R- Willis storyline?
3: Oh, that was that was interesting. Um I, get, I saw The Gimp. <laughs> That was such a weird scene. That was so weird. Oh, by the way, let's take it back. Last week I kept saying, I don't like Tarantino movies. Oh, not that I don't like them. I tend not to watch them because it has shocking violence. You know, it's really just violence that comes out of nowhere. And it's like, whoa, what did, where did that come from? First 15 minutes, actually, 18 minute mark, that happens. And then you guys always just make fun of me. It's like, how do you know you never seen these movies? Well,.
2: There's a difference between the ultra violence of Kill Bill, where the blood—it's not, sp- not about ultra
3: violence. It's about the shocking shock. violence. Yeah, it's like, whoa, where did that come from? But you
1: need that needed device it for is used in movies all over the place. Yes. That's what shock is, you know. So one way or another, someone's going to scare you, frighten you, surprise you. That's what—that's a movie device across every genre, including comedy, for God's sake.
2: And like I—and like I just said, yes, you're watching this trying to suss out who, what, you know, what's legit. They. Make it quite clear that these schnooks are out of their depth when Sam Jackson right. starts pulling triggers on them.
3: Fair enough. And that, oh, now you
2: know. Now you know that these are legitimately. You're at that point. You're listening to them talk about foot massages and everything else. And a moment later, and they're talking about TV pilots. And the next minute, they're they're shooting kids. You know. Now you know who's these are. Couple
1: real. bad men.
3: Yeah, really bad men. Uh, speaking of Bruce Willis, obviously the Christopher Walken scene. That's my favorite. No. <laughs> Little man, I give the watch to you. See, obviously, I couldn't use the whole thing there. I mean... (laughs) You couldn't use very much. (laughs) I know, not at all. But um, that was another one of those scenes again. He comes in for, like, a scene and leaves, but uh, that starts off Bruce Willis' storyline, which goes to places that I didn't expect it to go. Uh, But, you know, it was fun. I don't...
2: It's fun. That's it. You know what? That's the
1: best way I think you can describe pulp fiction.
2: Yeah, it
3: is. But it is it, it is a it's that, a
2: a joyous ride. Right.
1: It's one of those Probably everyone has, I don't know, five to ten movies where if you're flicking through the channels, you see Pulp Fiction's on, there's nothing else you really want to do, you're watching TV, you'll go to it anyway because you know whatever moment you go in, it's fun. And also it seems to be one of those ones that I have kind of amnesia about and have forgotten that things happen in there and then you're like, oh yeah, there's this bit, I love this bit, I'd forgotten it happened. But it is
3: a bunch of just random things like taking things off. Yes, but
1: that's why it's easy to drop into and come out of because it's kind of sketches within you know it's like exactly.
2: 15 great well the, it's uh, it's paradoxical in that way it feels random but of course yeah. you get to know John Travolta you're invested in him and in the Bruce Willis storyline he's just you know yeah. Travolta's yeah. dispatched uh, as an afterthought right. and uh, that that that's what Tarantino does really well in most of his pictures if you watch them even if someone is about to get killed. He spends a scene on that person, so you know them, right. and then you feel the loss and of exactly. them being taken away. It's a he does that pretty consistently. What did you think of? Uh, who's your favorite character? Sam Jackson, I'm guessing.
3: Sam Jackson because they're just so, so surprising. I'm a big Avengers guy, obviously, and I see him in all these roles he plays now, and it's so surprising to see him when he was at the you know might have all his powers where he could do the crazy stuff, but also still like just on a scene. He was, you know, so he was,
2: I always like the, uh, I
3: love the wolf though.
2: I was just going to say the The wolf, wolf, the wolf is what's great with him is when we first find him, he's at a party in a tuxedo and it's 7.30 or 8 in the morning, and he's sitting on the edge of a bed in a hotel room, and you can see the party going on behind him. That's
3: just the greatest. No, he was great. He came in there and just handled handled business. Um, another odd thing to me, well, not odd, interesting, was that the first time you see Bruce Willis, it's almost like the, which we'll get to, the Godfather scene, where it's like it's just on Bruce Willis the whole time, except that the the voice off camera is Vin Rhames, and you're literally just on Bruce Willis for, like, the first two minutes. And it's like, who's talking to him? Well, obviously, you know who's talking to him. But that is, like, a slow pull out. I wonder if Tarantino was actually thinking about that, like, when he shot that scene. I don't know.
2: Well, I Tar- Tarantino uh, concedes that a lot of, you know, most of his ideas are, I think he would probably describe them as homages to past pictures. But I don't hold that against oh, him. Oh, total Same homage. Sampling in,
3: in – uh, yeah. Hip hop, you know, huge a, homage to Michael Bay, definitely. It was a three sixty spinning shot that you know, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that that's definitely what, yeah. is Michael Bay. Come on, yeah. that's that's a signature. Michael Bay He's is thinking one of his...
1: Transformers. At
2: yeah, the time. exactly. <laughs> All right, so overall, you give it obviously
3: a thumbs up, definitely a thumbs up. How
1: many black ties out of five?
3: Um, I give it four out of five black ties.
1: Four out of five black.
2: Yeah. Ties. I
3: was trying to think of what is that? What, what, what his... I think
1: it's some black ties.
2: Black yeah. ties. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah All right, good.
3: Just be like nice little tie. Okay, yeah. right, yeah. four
2: out of five black ties for. Pulp Fiction. Good. So we're off to a good start. You liked it. Okay, I you did.
1: choose one now, Dave, for his review.
2: Well, no, he's pitting them against.
3: Oh, though. of course. I'm sorry. Right, They're up off against next. Each we got other. Star Wars. Now listen to that. I'm in already. You're in? Well. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's the best. <laughs> Check it so that's one of the best things that stood out this weekend. Shaq was so excited for this. He was so over the moon about this. Um, great score there. Fun score. Um, obviously, again, another <laughs> score that I already knew of. Yeah. Uh, that was Glad what they have like be waiting one. for. Very first they like, thing, Everyone
1: else has said We they like our score, but not Black Tie yet.
3: No, they're approved. Um, <laughs> very first John thing Williams will bat, be so pleased. Will be. Very first thing off the bat was uh, on the spaceship, the sentries running. And it was just kind of like, to this day, Movies have not gotten running right, especially when it's like a bunch of characters as opposed to just one. There's a bunch of sentries just running on the ship with out d 2 and CP3O. It's like, wait, they don't look right. That's weird. Why would their you- outfits, the rebel forces, yeah,
2: their their outfits are lame. I, I'll give you that. But don't forget. Don't, I mean, the it is the when Vader, We hear him. You hear his breathing before you see him, and you hear the dun-dun-dun. It is the greatest introduction to a bad guy in movies.
3: I was history. keeping off for that and I I don't I, I, I'm sorry disagree there it was it was cool
2: vader's emergence onto the ship when the imperial ship overtakes the rebel one and then we, we hear the clanking around and the and, and 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 then finally the door blows and a couple of uh, stormtroopers fight their way through and once everything settled down then vader emerges that's not the greatest
3: reveal ever no i still i still take uh star trek into darkness cumberbatch's uh character uh, a <laughs> was, that was better uh,
2: Cumberbatch does not beat Vader. Shame on you. I mean, all right, continue. Cumberbatch
3: is Khan. I mean, spoiler alert, but that was pretty big.
2: Um,
3: <laughs> oh, but, Cumberbatch and, uh, and
2: uh, Ricardo Montalban yeah. played Khan. That's yeah, another that's one. Yeah, that's a
3: good one. That's a great one. So, But Darth Vader, his, his outfit great till today. Awesome. It's uh, third on my list of uh, all-black caped costumes behind Zorro, who's number one. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight, Batman, Dark Knight, which obviously Batman was influenced and inspired by Zorro. And then number three is... Uh, you know, Darth Vader. So
2: Vader is the I mean Vader's the best. But all right, Vader, so yeah, Vader, but right looks, now right now you're not Vader, choking
1: man, Vader on. would choke you out for that <laughs> without even looking at you. He'd be like, What I'm third behind Zorro.
2: I mean he's not just a physically imposing man who can who can dispatch you Neatly with his right. with his lightsaber, he doesn't even need doesn't it. Even need it. If I you're not that. a Jedi, he'll he puts you away with him right. without uh, lifting a finger. Literally, Another well, he sh- may lift one. He might do the little pinching yeah. motion. He d- I find your lack of faith in the Force yeah. disturbing.
3: Another stunning fact though, over the weekend was that he was actually a Jedi Knight. Never knew that. Never knew he had a scene. Well, that's because
1: you'd never watched the movie. Yeah, they didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> not the not the kind of fact that's just gonna fall into your lap. But I mean, you <laughs> not in you're a dictionary or an encyclopedia. His... It
3: wasn't taught to you at at, at school. Uh, you, you figure you know about a storyline about why you know, kind of like with um, Lucifer. You know, you know things about people like, oh, this villain has this backstory. He used to be this, and now he's this. I never heard that about Vader before. All
2: never these heard. movies that you're watching come for you after, you know, 15 years after they came out, 30 years or whatever since they came out, come with the added weight of you knowing things about them and having assumptions about them and having heard to uh, see, probably having seen some scenes. So if Star Wars, I would think, is the number one in that, uh, out of this uh, quartet that fits that description, if you liked it at all and didn't uh, and could find new things to enjoy about it, that's exciting.
3: No, it was good. It was it was fun in that regard. It you could see why I mean, so heralded like it's almost like set you know set the template for all the stuff that I like now in a Did sense.
2: Did you find um, C three PO and R two delightful?
3: Uh, not so much. They were cool. I mean, R2 well, they're not D2. cool. I mean, R
2: two not- is kind cool, cool. yeah, of cool, but C three PO, C three PO, yeah,
3: he was yeah, he was he was looking adorable. But speaking of relationships, he uh,
2: reminds you know our hand. So I mean, uh, R C three PO is handsome Hank.
1: But
3: how? What? Whoa.
1: How dare you? Because he has the accent. You know, I've met the guy who plays. He used to drink in Anthony in a Daniels. Pub. He used to drink in a pub um, where I where Is I would that drink. Right? I've met him several times. Anthony Daniels. Wow. Um, he's he's uh, he he loves it. You know, he loves a pint of beer. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I met Mark Hamill once right. and
2: only talked about Star Wars to him, which he didn't like. After about
1: two. Yeah, months. I didn't. There wasn't really much I could say cause it was, because it because it because he's in a costume. It feels weird talking about his character, who's a robot. It just, mm-hmm. that didn't make sense. So I have talked to him about it briefly, but not really. Uh, now, so, uh,
2: go, uh, so now you're in, uh, you, you quickly, in the picture, you get immersed in the world of the Jedi. Yeah. But the movie doesn't really start singing until you're in that uh, cantina on Tatooine. Han Solo.
0: I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. Chewie here tells me you're looking for passage to the Alderaan system. Yes, indeed. If it's a Fast ship. Fast ship. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that ship
2: made the Kessel, Kessel run less than, than 12, 12 parsecs.
3: I've outrun Imperial starships, not the local bulk cruisers, Maggie. I'm talking about the big Corillian ships now. She's fast enough for She's you, old fast man. She's enough for you, old man. So that was obviously... What a scene. Solo, which Shek That's loves. it! You already know him! Yeah. With Shrek, loves. He was cool. I mean, what do you think of Chewbacca? He, like
1: body language. If you're talking body language, it was no so one has better body language. It was so weird seeing Harrison
3: Ford so- as like the cool guy. Like in obviously in this movie and then in Raiders. You
1: love the pre- the one when he's on the plane,
2: yeah, Air Force One.
3: He's so not, not cool, cool in like, that. He's the president. You know, it's different than like I see. like the you know the cool right. guy swag. You know, he's not
1: guy. not got it right though. He yeah. when he really
2: has it. Totally, it was
3: like it was seeing him as a young guy. I was like, whoa, this is. He's not a cool guy. You understand.
2: He's the all-time coolest. Coolest, as Shaq says. Well, um, I, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that. What's, what's is he on? the coolest guy in movie history? Um, and Solo. I got it. Handsome Hank, I'm interested in your thoughts. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, I mean, by,
1: by, by some measure. James Bond is cool. But James Bond's cool, but he still yeah. works for the government. He still works for I'm the man sniff. in the end. Yeah. Solo's doing his own He's doing
2: thing. doing his own thing. And... Ultimately, because he writes his own ticket, that's what makes the ending so powerful, isn't it? You think he's only in it for himself. He is in it for himself, but he also ultimately does the right thing, doesn't he, Black? Well, he's
3: very, like I said, him and uh, Chewbacca are very like uh, Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) I don't like that. Solo and Rocket, you know, both guys quick to pull out their guns, all in it for the money. Only them can really understand who their partner is. Being, you know, Groot slash, you know, Chewbacca, and it was very like the parallels were very obvious. Complete ripoff.
2: What did you think when Luke had uh, his little entanglement with the uh, with the guy at the bar? You'll be dead. Yeah, I know. It's funny. You should be careful with yourself. That whole we're c- wanted men.
3: That whole scene was like obviously you've seen commercials and other stuff parodies of it. It was like oh I've pretty much seen this before before it started. It was it was great to actually see. Do you Just see listen. the
2: impact? I, I've said this to Handsome Hank ad nauseum and the people here at the NFL, and I mean it. Do you see? Han Solo, the effect that he has, that he changes that movie and separates it from most other sci-fi movies, or the high concept kind of pictures, because whereas they ask you to invest in this, you know pseudo religion and to care about the powers of uh, being a Jedi versus when it goes dark, good and evil and all that debate. But you inject Solo into it, who is a cynic about all of it. Right. He is the voice of the of the of the viewer. This is what I always say about me: bunch of players. If you have a bunch of players and coaches, well then they're just talking about the Force. And we're di- Damashek though. I break through the wall, you see. You're putting me in there to represent the fan, you see, handsome. I agree,
1: Dave. I, I've always agreed with you whenever you tell me the story.
2: That's right, <laughs> that because David. that's a
1: and I'm cool like Solo. Yeah, yeah that. But I don't, I don't, don't <laughs> yeah. necessarily uh, agree on.
2: What do you think, though, uh, Black Tie? About when they get to the Death Star? Did were you impressed by the power of the Death Star?
3: Death Star was cool, but it yeah.
2: blew. It blows up planets.
1: Yeah, I know. it has.
2: It I mean, look, there's, a clue, there's a clue
1: in the name
3: does look cool
2: too Alderaan, speaking of say
1: death star, goodbye to alderon
2: it's pretty neat that they build yeah. a planet that blow uh, you know basically it's a space station you understand
3: speaking of the death star there is a commander on that thousands
2: ship. of voices cried out and were silenced you know kenobi that that one hits kenobi real hard, hard but then solo lets him know i've been from one end of this galaxy to the other and i've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all powerful force
3: apparently not but um, so there's a character on the on the Death Star that reminds me of Tywin Lannister for Game of Thrones. And oh, again, yeah. if this movie was made in today, made today, I feel like Tywin Lannister, or Charles Dance would play that role. I was like, huh, oh, that's
2: exactly. He's the uh, Grand Moff Tarkin.
1: Exactly.
3: You almost wonder if, like, you know, these again influences, right? Like, were you thinking of that character when you were thinking about Tywin Lannister? No, it
1: just maybe? happens that they resemble each other you, facially. You know what's never
2: really been uh, explained in a satisfying way? Grand Moff Tarkin is an old man and he wears the military get-up and everything else. Why is Vader expected to take orders from I this? I know, territory? that was
3: a strange setup. It's never thought, explained it like, even in the prequels.
2: Why is he why, why does Vader answer to anybody other than the than the Emperor who
3: you'll meet later? Black I was right. expecting that to be explained, but it did seem weird. I thought Vader was the man. And, but well, th- 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 well,
2: he's I, not the Kingpin. There is one above Vader and you'll learn that story later if you watch Empire I suspect Jedi. what's
1: happened is obviously Tarkin's been around longer because Vader has to go through a process. Longer than what Vader? He was uh, the, the Emperor is there when Vader makes his that's turn. That's true, but but I think that's
2: all I get, Emperor. After all I've been through, but he's all I've been mean, you're
1: asking me to take a take a, take orders from this octogenarian creep. But he's but they can't lay him off. You know he's he's got he's got tenure. Uh. They can't hand him the the you know they can't fire him. They're waiting. He's probably a year and a half away from retirement and they're going to give him the you know the golden watch and the corporate, and the big, corporate big seeing, big seeing him again. off like big party to say goodbye to him you can imagine that you know they'll, <laughs> they'll bring in they'll bring in the band from the cantina
2: you did good work destroying Alderaan. Now hit the bricks.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Here you go. Boy. That was where Surprise, we. Surprise, Ganmoff! It's your retirement party. <laughs> I did not know this was coming. It's going to be great. <laughs> retirement parties on the Death Star.
2: I love, though, the greatest with Vader is, aside from when we first see him, is when he chokes out the guy yeah, in, that's in, the best. at yep. the conference table. I find your lack of faith disturbing.
3: <laughs> no, it was pretty cool. But in closing here, so there's a couple of quick things. Did you pretty- like Kenobi? It was cool. Kenobi's liked, who's great. Who's your favorite you character? What, I, your now, favorite that's character. a
2: name I've not heard in a long, long
3: time. Before we get to that, Hanks. of, course of names. course I know him. He's this, me. This was very – damn, chicks on the roll here. Speaking of names, this is very like Game of Thrones. It's a lot of unique names, except these names are actually cooler. The Game of yeah, Thrones, yeah. Like, it's the hard to like, understand cool, or don't, you don't, remember yeah. them. But right. these names Once, as Obi- heard One, a million Kenobi? times,
2: That's an awesome name, Ben Kenobi to his chums. Uh, by the way I don't know understand I, I don't know that if you're obi-wan Kenobi and you're smart and you and you and you control the supernatural to some degree and everything he didn't put in a lot of work with uh with his cover nickname right you know, with a oh, old ben. With his alias <laughs> old Ben Kenobi no no obi-wan Kenobi never heard of him my name's Ben Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we want to change yeah, both right. both both of those parts. Maybe yeah, he was
1: just hoping the force would work there.
2: <laughs> Although he did have a good costume because if you buy the chronology, right. when you see um, uh, what's his name from uh,
1: Evan Evan. Ewan McGregor. Yeah,
2: Ewan McGregor. When you see him, we're supposed to buy that we, that it's been 18 years <laughs> since we saw him. <laughs> not, he did not age bed. well. <laughs> Living in a cave will cave, do that exactly. to you.
1: That's Although he lot. does have a nice little crib there set up, you
2: know? It's that pretty little, nice. He's got you, a TV.
1: He does have a TV in there, which I've always found extraordinary.
2: Yeah, and he's What's got that, that lightsaber like? laying around. Right. Yeah. Um, that pretty his father wanted him to have.
3: Well, Pretty odd though was uh, the uh,
2: pretty Luke's awkward. father. It's nice that Luke's father, before he died, left a lightsaber for his yeah. uh, for his child, right? Yeah, kind of like the watch and you know, Paul Fiction. I'd like to know more about that father. Yeah, you know, I'd like to know more about Luke's father. See, I already
3: know that. That I what do you know? know? I already know the "I'm your father" scene. I just uh, ah, I that, that so. stinks.
0: You I know, know was, Vader's I, I, his
3: father. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, even though he was telling the story, of Vader killed your dad. It's like, well, that's not true. That's already. Well, well it kind well, of is. Well, we'll see. Well, 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 of, that's
2: yeah. what old sly Ben would have Luke right. believe. But I, I'm always on Luke's side on that one. Well, you, you're will playing you? fast and loose, old man. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily appreciate the lies you told me.
1: Um, so going back to your *Pulp Fiction*, you know, being surprised by the violence suddenly, were you a little shocked to see the smouldering corpses of his aunts, aunt and uncle lying in lying outside, glowing
2: in an Aunt barou? That's no, pretty I, upsetting.
3: Because no. that
1: is that actually in that in that whole movie is one of those things where you're like, whoa, I've forgotten that it was charred quite remains. So yeah,
3: yeah, could have stood out. Um, I wasn't I wasn't as shocked, but I I do. It was kind of weird having that stand out. Another scene that was interesting. Imperial
1: soldiers that
2: would take them home. And he jumps in his little uh, Land his, Cruiser.
3: Yeah. I had a Land
2: Cruiser, uh, the little toy when mm-hmm. I was a child. Did you have would that? You, yeah, I had that. Yeah, I good.
1: also made my own out of a. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's true as well. Out of a those blow-up like rubber dinghy that you could get at the beach, but I knocked the bottom out of it, and then I would run around with the rest of it round me, like a um, like kind of like a rubber ring, but larger. Hold it, and I would just cruise around,
2: and, and you could still fit through the car window, and you would jump. No, it. No, no, I
1: didn't. I never ever mix. You don't mix Dukes of Hazard with Star Wars.
2: You must have been some treat running around <laughs> uh, the UK, loving all things American. <laughs> People must have just been baffled by you. Were all your peers? I oh, uh, think no, at that time, Star Wars, I mean, right? Star Wars, Wars,
1: Dukes of Hazard, A Team—they were all big. <laughs> I think. maybe um, just for me.
2: So, and and, another, and what did you think of uh, the... I mean, oh,
3: just go, Another another go ahead, interesting point please. was um, a scene where they're like in a little swamp area with like a creature underneath them, and Han Solo goes, I got a bad feeling about this. So I was going to deduct this movie a lot of points for that cliche, and I didn't remember it was made in 77. That probably was the first time that phrase was ever audited in a movie, right?
2: Yeah, you're right. It's weird, the, uh, the whole trash compactor storyline that there's that creature living in, in you know, mm-hmm in that thing it's i guess it's supposed to be a rodent on the on the death star curious how it got there
1: what the but the snake the... yeah well I, I t- it's exactly it's what happens you know you hear about all the time here you know someone buys a, themselves a pet crocodile mm-hmm. and their, or alligator or whatever and then they it gets too big they flush it down and then suddenly there's a 40 foot alligator living in the sewer i would imagine one of this one of the stormtroopers got a pet Let's say, it's ah. let's say it's an anaconda. And then he's like, I can't keep this and the Death Star. This is ridiculous. It's way too big for me to keep in my quarters here. Throws it down into the trash. And then next thing you know, you've got a gigantic, you know, flesh-hungry animal living in the trash compactor. Hmm, interesting. Um, I'd say that's pretty obvious. Uh, the trash compactor scene is the funniest in the
2: movie when C3PO when he's trying to instruct R2D2 to, to shut it down. Shut it down, shut it all down. Oh curse these w- w- bo- whatever he says uh, these uh th- these rusted joints. I'm, I was too slow to save them be. Listen to them all too. They're all dying when they're when they're celebrating sure. that they've uh, yeah. stopped
1: it.
3: That's oh, last, my favorite. Last few points here before we move on, because we got two more movies, is uh, Super Awkward Kiss from Princess Leia to uh, I Luke. I could see
1: that relationship apparently, going further,
3: though. Apparently, there's more of a story to that, so I'm going to let that That
1: relationship's going to go a lot further.
3: And then uh, Princess Leia, she was cool throughout the movie, but the medal ceremony, though. You Land liked of, her, though. little fox type material. Lastly, uh, good movie, no post credit scene. I was disappointed about that.
2: <laughs> well, that's yeah. also applying modern day standards saying, to a movie yeah. made in 1977.
3: That's, that's how it goes. Down. Did you
2: yeah. feel it was powerful though when when uh, Kenobi relinquished his life to save the others?
3: It was weird because before he does that, he like smiles and like it just.
2: It I was just... but the student. Now I am the master. Yeah. Only a master of evil, Darth. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a what a <laughs> thing, huh? <laughs> right, but the you most important thing down, of all, I shall become more
1: powerful and you can
2: possibly, possibly imagine. imagine. So I, I mean, but that's I, that's I picked still. picked
3: up on that. So I'm. I don't
2: know. I don't know what that's about. But well, the most important thing of all is the destruction of the Death Star. Negative, negative. It just impacted on the surface, and you know, Luke goes down there. He barrels through it. Luke, are you all right? Yes. I he just, you know, he turns it off. Use the Force, Luke. And when he turns off that machine, and he just goes with the Force and he still wouldn't have made it though let's keep in mind the all powerful force that solo is so cynical about wouldn't have won the day had it not been for han solo and his loyalty to show up blow up that tie fighter cause vader to grow to go into his executive level tie fighter which has those the uh, bent in wings and you know spin off into space and then he blows the Death Star.
3: How often do you You're watch? all clear, kid. What's that? How often do you watch this? How many times have you seen this movie?
2: Well, I've not seen it in many, many years. I'm saving it for, I want my eyes to be as clean as possible, but the day is coming and it's coming soon where I sit down with Jean-Claude Van Dameshek and his sister Oprah, and we will take this in as a family. Awesome. It's going to be it's going to be a, that's
1: that's an occasion I'm looking forward to.
2: Uh, I can't I can't wait for it. So, All right. How many black ties does the film get?
3: This gets uh, three point five. Three point 5. five. Yes, uh, it was. It was good. Again, it laid the groundwork. It made me intrigued to see what's coming next. So, will say, you go
1: ahead and watch? watch a, lot of, more. a lot of
3: people say "Empire Strikes Back" is probably the best one, and that it's like I want the payoff. But I'm, once,
1: but but it's maybe the best one. But once you've done that, you may as well. Watch well, let's it to, see. It's, the, the the take existence. it a day at a
3: time, you know. Um, but after seeing this, it leaves me intrigued, and I do want to have it pay off because this was this was cool, and I liked the world it set up. It wasn't necessarily the most fun though in in the moment.
2: Well. Personally. Empire is the better picture, but as I always say, the same thing about Fellowship of the Rings versus Two Towers in Lord of the Rings. The first installments are impressive, and I like those ones just by a tick better, even though I acknowledge intellectually the second uh, installments are probably uh, probably a little bit better, because they're creating these potentially ridiculous... Oh, agreed. Universes. Yep. I mean, if you you step back and ten minutes into the movie, and you're watching a gold robot walk through a desert. Dr- and you're already invested in it. When you remove yourself from that and just sort of look at it with clean eyes, at how ridiculous that could have been, and how laughable we could have just laughed that movie off, as we have so many others, as a as, a, as just a ridiculous looking thing. And instead, you're emotionally invested very quickly. Same thing as Lord of the Rings. It deserves to be hailed for that reason.
3: No, I agree, and that's why it's a three point five. Honestly, on a fun scale, probably been in a three, but I know I know its importance. I know the groundwork in which it laid. So. Good Glad moves, you've
2: though. now heard of the Millennium Falcon. She's the shit yes. that made the Kessel Run and
3: less than R Parsecs. Next movie or the next matchup actually was Raiders versus Godfather. So, all right, so
2: moving on to the finals, though, it's is Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. That is all correct, right. yes. Fair enough.
3: All right, then now the next matchup. I Raiders disagree, of but I love both those movies, too. All right. Yeah, no, definitely Paul Fiction. Raiders of the Lost Ark versus the Godfather. Let's do Raiders first because this all is going right. to be quick.
2: I don't like the sound of that. I do like the sound of this, though. Da-da-da, da-da-da-da, he has a whip. Yeah, and a hat right.
3: And a gun. Yeah. Funny thing, though, I actually do like the theme song. But every other piece of music in this movie, I cannot stand. It took me out of the movie. I couldn't deal with it. And I don't know if it's a fact of the matter that I watch it, obviously, years after the fact. I don't think that's the case. Too. Movies like this still come out with this sort of theme and music and vibe and I just cannot get into it based on, based on that alone. It's very, like I said, last week and you guys called me out on it, it is very hokey. I felt like it was very campy. However, I will give the movie... Re- what about the looked, first 10 minutes? It looked really good. Well, the first 10, oh, let's talk about the first 10 minutes. Well, Fast. Oh, and, oh, and right out of the gate, you, is a you, bunch you're... is a bunch of foreshadowing, right? You see the whole snake stain. Oh, I don't like snakes, so oh, you know that's going to come up later on, and he's <laughs> going to have to deal with snakes at some point. It's going to be a big deal. The whole um, uh, the guy who shows up and like, oh, look at this. I have you know once something that was once yours and now mine. It's like, oh, this guy's going to show up again. Um, so I, so
2: what? And, what,
3: what? Yeah, that's telling a story. No, agreed. And then you know he goes into class. I did not know he was.
2: Wait a second, but the but
3: the the whole thing with getting the idol.
2: Toss me the idol. I'll throw you the whip. There isn't time to argue. All that stuff. Wh- By the way, you did you recognize uh, Molina there? What's his name? Vincent Molina. I can't think of his uh, the English actor. Vincent uh, the the guy who says throw me throw no. me the throw me the idol. I'll tro- throw you the whip. There isn't time to argue. He's been in a million movies yeah. since then.
3: Oh, well, maybe. But still. Anthony.
2: Uh, what the, I, I can't think of his name. Molina, right? Uh I you, 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 I know you know him if you see him. Yeah. You, you may not even it may not register cuz he's young and thin in that one. Yeah. But anyway,
3: but yeah, I mean, again, it, I'm not going to discredit. Dina. I'm not going to discredit, you know, the you know cinematography and how good the movie looked and how well it was set up. I, it just wasn't for me. This was the one movie where I felt like this movie just wasn't for me, and it's not. It's not necessarily the fact that it's dated. It's like I, if a movie came like that today, I would not watch it. Like just based on the premise, I realized something. I'm really big on American government under siege type movies. Just that backdrop alone is fun. It's always fun. Uh, I'm not so big on treasure hunt type movies. It's like eh.
2: But this involved uh, the U.S. government directly. <laughs> this is this is putting it in WW2 well, yeah. as he vies for the ark against the Nazi scourge. Yeah, I mean, that's what's great about the picture.
3: I again, I totally hear it and I see why people like it. It just wasn't for me. Um, another thing that I thought I was weird was Indiana Man. That's a weird name. That's a weird first name. Again, I got a lot of tweets like, "Well, that's going to be explained." It's like, "Geez."
2: There's a backstory to yeah. it, but by itself, even without that backstory, I think it's—I uh, think it's a terrific name. Indiana it's not Jones. Not only a terrific
1: ga- name. I know I've got a, a close friend who named his firstborn Indiana. You're Indiana kidding Jones
3: me! Wow. Is Indiana is only because when I realized when the teacher calls him or the principal calls him Indiana, I'm like, "Whoa, that's actually his name." Indiana Jones. When you say it all together, makes sense.
2: What about I mean, I I would contend I'd be much better off as Pennsylvania Damashek. <laughs> no? No. What little what do you have, provinces or whatever? Counties. County? What yep. county are you from in the
1: UK? I was born in London. Of oh, London County? Greater London. I'm not sure that London Hodgson is pretty cool sounding, I think. Fletcher came in here. We asked him about London. He knew nothing about London. Do you remember that?
3: Oh, a yeah. years ago. That, that was embarrassing. That was <laughs> yeah. a low point. Nothing about yeah. London at all. Not,
2: not unlike this. Black guy not <laughs> right. liking Raiders. It's well, uh,
3: I know, Sheck, like, like, again, I know this is like probably your most fun favorite movie, it's clear. But no, this no. wasn't for me. And, it's, uh, um, it's
2: one of my top. But and favorite movies. but good things yeah.
3: about this movie. For instance, Ma- the role of Marion she seems pretty cool. And um, again, if this movie was made today, I think Emily Blunt would be in that role. I like, just feel
2: that's a, a good bit. call. Do you know that? Uh, I don't know if you know this, handsome. The character of Marion is supposed to be played by Karen Allen. Is supposed to be there. There are now infamous um, manuscripts, and there might even be audio of this of Lucas. Spielberg and the producer, and I can't think of who remember who the producer is, but he's a high profile name. The three of them sitting in a room having discussions, beating out the story and the backstory right. and everything else. Marion is supposed to be in that scene when she's in the bar in Tibet, is supposed to be, I believe, twenty one years old or twenty-two maybe, which means and she references I knew you'd come back come back through this door one day. Uh, Indiana Jones, and that's 10 years into the future. She, he supposedly, Indiana Jones, the way George Lucas really wanted it to be was that she was a 12- or 13-year-old girl who he had an untoward relationship yep. with. Goodness. And Spielberg tries to talk. You can, If you right. read the manuscript, it's all, I don't really think that's a good uh, direction to go here, George. <laughs> and he really is resolute about the need for this to be the case. That's it's weird, and obviously they all, they win out or it, they don't in fact if you watch that knowing it they don't do anything, that, don't undermines do anything that, that undermines that that, that undermines could that, be right. true they but they don't yeah. acknowledge they don't, it
1: either. But they also don't know she's 21.
2: No, right, I'm saying yeah. but it, you they but they don't really get away that's probably the concession they make to him is that well if, Karen Allen reads as 22, then good. Then George Lucas has his way, which is weird. But those are some of my favorite scenes when Dr. Jones comes to the bar and she slugs him, then he leaves, and then the Nazi
3: scourge comes in. I know. You're really excited about that one. I love that. Good evening, Fraulein.
0: The bar's closed.
2: We we are not thirsty
3: couple of things about that. <laughs> that theme, that music is just, oh my gosh, so campy. But it's funny. <laughs> it's dramatic. The guy, the doctor, I forget his name. He reminds me so much of uh, Adam Zola from the Captain America movie, uh, which again is also set with like a Nazi pr- backdrop. And uh, I kept I kept hoping Captain America would show up. He didn't though. Disappointed.
2: He <laughs> had better. He had Doctor. Disappointed. disappointed.
3: But overall again. Feeling,
2: we meet again.
3: We got a lot to go, so I'm gonna give this in gonna give this a rating here. Again, it was it wasn't for me, but I, I understand that it looks good. I understand why people liked it. But overall I'm gonna give it a two point five ties.
2: All right. Two questions real quick. Yep. One, what did you think of the probably the most famous moment? in Indiana Jones history is when he shoots the guy, yep. waves the sword around. Did yep. that strike you or had you seen that?
3: Oh, I've heard about it. I heard about, you know, the story there and how he was actually on set and needed to go. So he's essentially Can I just shoot this guy rather than just, you know, have this whole plan choreographed scene. So Harrison Ford, that's
2: not the only great idea he had for one of his iconic characters. I don't want to spoil anything, but I'll tell you something after you watch Empire. There's really? a moment that he improvises in Empire Strikes Back. He improvises a piece of dialogue that is great, that awesome. defines who he is. That's awesome. all I'll tell you about that. What did you think of uh, the faces melting off?
3: Uh, it was cool. Like, I thought you I, would I, love I, I, it. I thought you,
2: you like supernatural stuff. I thought well, you would get into that's, the whole that's art a misconception
3: art there. I don't like supernatural stuff. Like I, there's a big you like superheroes. Super you like the Avengers. You like Thor. Supernatural stuff. Everything up until this point and this would change in Avengers 2 but everything up until this point in Avengers is explained by science not supernatural.
1: You know it's what sad. I have a feeling I don't think Black Tie watched the end of this movie.
3: Oh I did I just wasn't into it. <laughs> I have a
1: feeling you didn't watch
3: the I end did. of this I movie. I did I just wasn't Did into you it. Black Tie no job? Did watch it all the way through the end? I just What happened it? at the end? Where's um, where's the arc? Where's the oh, where's the arc? Oh the up? the uh the American governor. so they keep it and he, you know Indiana's ticked off about that. Yep, and, they uh, put it in the big crate, put in a crate with a bunch of other ones. I other watched stuff. it, but I wasn't like plugged in cuz I was I was like oh this movie's lost me already. So, there's that. All right, so last movie, the Snake Pit. Oh, oh, so many good, good so far. The by the way, my
1: bracket is intact. 1 oh. through 4. Wow. Yeah, this All is right. going to be exciting for me.
2: So I lose, obviously, yep. because I said you would like Raiders. And would, not Star Wars.
3: Again, I'm not disrespecting it. Again, I can watch a movie. I, there's a big difference between liking a movie and thinking the movie is good. I did not like this movie. I can see why it's good, though. Who
2: would you, out of the main characters we've discussed so far, Darth Vader, Indiana Jones, and, and uh, um, Vincent Vega, whose wardrobe would you most want? Um, I'd like to see I could you dress see, like Indiana. Jones. Indiana Jones. I know, no, no, okay. I
1: could see Black Tie pulling off a Darth Vader every day, <laughs> just showing up like that, dressed <laughs> like that every
3: Sometimes day. Sometimes he yeah, does. Younger, be funny, it would younger, maybe. funny, to I see do a like black down, though.
1: Walk down the thing, and
3: I am I am big on black. So <laughs> yeah. no, it was fun. All right, last movie. This is beautiful. By far the most beautiful score I heard all weekend. Ah, that was that's a good. That's a good. I love start that you
1: started every movie by talking about the score. Well, that's that's a huge <laughs> part.
3: Is. I mean, and... it,
1: obviously for you, it's never been that big for uh, me.
3: It's a huge part. It's such. A I huge mean, I like.
1: Part. I like. A, I, I appreciate a good one, but it's not. It's not a killer for uh, me if it's not.
3: <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so, The Godfather. This is uh, I watched this on Sunday early before Indiana Jones. And uh, one thing that first stood out to me, I guess uh, his name is Mark Puzo, or.
2: Mario Puzo. Mario
3: Puzo. There you go. The writer. So the movie starts off with a title screen with Mario Puzo's godfather. Obviously, he wrote the book, so that's fine. But I've always had the discussion and wonder like, when directors attach their names to the movies, like Lee Daniels the butler. That is quite... That is not a cool move.
2: Well, it's ironic, too, because I've never read uh, Puzo's uh, godfather, but by from most people who have, they say that this is one of the few occasions where the movie is by far superior to the book. So, the yep. book is supposed to be pedestrian. Yep. Although, how can I say?
3: Obviously, the movie starts off with, with that shot of uh, well, not not shot of uh, uh, Don Colleone, but the shot of the other guy talking to Don Colleone about his problems and about his daughter, and that's uh, another scene. i how about,
2: about. that? How about that? The first scene is the wedding scene is a half an hour long. A movie yeah. that starts. In one spot and stays there for a half an hour.
3: It is. This whole movie is deliberate. It's slow. But I loved it. You know, I loved, like, the scene from scene to scene. This guy's just talking. And, and it really stood out to me that maybe I might be a big, because we had Michael Robinson here a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about how he's a big mob movie guy. I think I might be down at, I might think I might be in that camp, too, because one of my other favorite movies.
1: It's interesting that you are, but you would never seen this one. Well, I, <laughs> again.
3: I, the my, ultimate I, mob movie. I have no, my faults. i, I,
1: I I bypassed that
3: one. I have a fault. I do not compare... I'm not comparing this movie to The Godfather, but one thing that really stands out to me about American Gangster is that I can always tune into that because it has such great performances from Denzel to Josh mm-hmm. Brolin to Russell Crowe and all those guys. And that was the case here. That's like, a great movie. Yeah, it's really... like I can just I can watch it at any point you because know, it's just captivating. When I, well,
2: that's what I've said about The Godfather is the thing that makes it, um, intellectually at least, the best movie of all time is because you could without knowing the context of what's happening at any moment, if you turn on any scene, just about, just about literally, any scene in the movie, it's it's captivating stuff.
3: Totally. I mean, obviously, with uh, Brando there, I mean, his performance was, was... You
2: know, Brando is awesome in it. Pacino's great. Uh, James Caan, Dynamite. But to me... Duvall is, uh, is the Whoa, draw that It was through. weird seeing I Robert Duvall. Duvall
3: is not the old guy. That was completely odd. It was like, wait, that's Robert Duvall? It like, took me a couple of scenes to figure it out. Like, that-
2: watch. I'll tell you what. Watch him. Watch Duvall. I don't know about acting, so it's pretentious for me to say. But to me, Duvall is probably the best American actor because, consider, watch all you have to do is dig up a movie, I think, from 82, 83. He plays this uh, this burnt-out old Western singer. In Tender Mercies, and then put that next to within about a span of uh, you know eleven or twelve years that he plays Tom Hagen, this uh, you know this uh, quieter um, you know cuts uh, cuts that clean. He's he's the one that is not you know he's not Goomba you know he's uh, he's uh, he's on the outside but he's in the family and he's uh, so reserved. The scene with Duval and Brando. After they shoot Sonny on the causeway. By the way, did you see that coming? That was the greatest, right? I
3: did not see that coming at all. The stunner
2: of Sonny not just getting killed, but but killed in that fashion.
3: Yeah. First of all, I was like, what's up with your bullets, guys? Why does it take, like, 20 (laughs) to kill someone? Like, crying out loud, you're able to kill Don Colion with five, and then it took you, like, 25 (laughs) to kill his son. It's like, what's up with your bullets, guys? Yeah, that was surprising.
2: That's uh, the line of the show. What's up with your bullets? Black Ties review, Final Four review. What's up with your bullets, guys? Come on. Same uh, thing with uh, *Pulp Fiction*. They couldn't yep. shoot. Uh, I know divided yeah. Um So yeah, but that the scene after they shoot Sonny, in and you know it's dark downstairs, and he's like uh, the women and children are crying upstairs. Why don't you tell your godfather uh, what everybody seems to know? But me, I I was just on my way up. Hagen says he's, he's he's destroyed. His his brother essentially has been murdered, but now he has the worst part of now delivering this news at. But it, I was on my way upstairs, but first you needed a drink. Well, now you've had your drink. Is, the, is the, and, and, and Shot Sonny on the causeway, and Brando is destroyed for all of four to six seconds. He weeps, his body shakes, he heaves, but in silence. And then he raises his finger. I want uh, no response or whatever he says. And he just goes right back into godfather role and uh and lays out what's going to be now as a result of it. It's just the best. That's it's, the best. Of all a uh, movie of great scenes, that's the best scene.
3: Well, there. I don't know about that. We'll talk about it, but it is fascinating like just to see and that's why I think mob movies are fascinating in general. It's like it's like yeah, these people that live in such a world where like they have to deal with these sort of rules and they wake uh, up that one day. code.
1: The yeah, code it's, is it's always it's like, you adhere to the code no matter what.
3: Yeah, it's so insane, but another great scene from Brando was I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You can act like a man. What's the
3: matter with you? Apparently, that slap was improvised. He just did it because he wasn't liking the performance of the other actor, and he was like, "Oh, maybe I'll uh, slap him." And he
1: was oh, you,
2: "You can
3: act like a man." <laughs> <laughs> that's a drop to keep for the show.
1: That's one. That's one to keep around. You, there may be some you won't need again, but that's one you will <laughs> need awesome.
2: to keep
3: for
1: for the DDF.
2: Team. Even if you have to use it on yourself, Black. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like
1: uh, or on or on this I whole said. around the NFL podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But no, a couple other great scenes from him, Uh, again, when Sonny died, and he's looking at his body, and he's, all he's doing is just moving his eyebrows up and forth. Like, he's not like he's looking like he wants to cry, but he's not because he's a godfather, but he's seeing eyebrows. I don't eyebrows. want his
2: mother to see him like this. I want you to use all your powers.
3: <laughs> that, was like, that, was, that was very, like, Game of Thrones-ish. Like, he's talking to Grindmeister, and he wants him to, like, work some special potion for him. It, <laughs> it was great. And then, obviously, his speech about being superstitious with the other guys, the other families involved. That was just... Amazing! It was like this dude, and that's why I tweeted out, man. This guy's one smooth-talking brother, because man, he's he's smooth. He's great.
2: I, I don't remember. Yeah, well, the first time he sits down with the Branzini, uh, what's his name? And he and and uh, Sonny speaks up. He's like, you never speak out uh, against <laughs> the family. What that that is. Uh, but yeah, the, don't the,
3: ever tell anyone what, else what you're like, thinking. What you yeah, think. yeah, 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 It's it's like yeah, it's pretty it's pretty intense. Um,
2: and and the most uh, in terms of action, the um, the intensity of the from the time they pick Michael up in the car and drive to um, drive to the restaurant yep. and he kills the sergeant and the and the mob guy that's just the best when he get when he gets the gun out of the bag yeah I've been to that place good it's food so slow good and food. deliberate quiet yeah people mind their business
3: yeah yeah it's great um and then obviously going to Al Pacino Tessio it's you know it's so interesting to see. Like a character, like completely change, but it's like it makes sense. Like, because he completely changed. I didn't see that coming. Like, I didn't know. Honestly, I started watching the movie, I did not know where Al Pacino was. And it's like, you see, a guy who went to the army, and then that change happens. That very first scene where he's talking about, well, he's talking about the plan, and the camera just. Zooms in on him in the chair, and I'm like, Whoa, is he about to be the godfather? That was the first time for me. I was like, oh. What are you gonna
2: do? A nice little boy, you're gonna go up and shoot him, sonny. Yeah. It was I'll just before that,
3: and he's talking about the plan, and the camera starts zooming in on him. I was like, Whoa, this guy's about to be the next exactly. badass. And then obviously, I thought about Batman Begins Parallels, you know, dad gets gunned down by the mob, the young son wants to take matters to his own hands. Actually, interesting he... comparison, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and, and you know,
2: what did you think, uh, you said, uh, over the weekend, you mentioned something about, uh, about the, his Italian wife. You like oh, that?
3: yeah. Um, I saw, so I also saw, before I watched these four movies over the weekend, I saw Fast and Furious 7, and there's an actress in there who's actually in Game of Thrones. She's, uh, Daenerys', she's like Daenerys' right-hand woman. Yes. Uh um, maiden. She, yes. So she's in Fast and Furious 7, and boy, she... You know, she might be number one in my pal rankings. So she's not, you know, that, was the, that set the bar for the weekend. But Michael's wife in Sicily, up there too. She's dynamite.
2: Monday, Tuesday, okay. Thursday. Yeah, she. Uh, yep. And then
3: she Went blows in, her, yeah. she gets blown up. <laughs> I know. Very sad. Uh, another random thing, Clark Gable was their pop culture reference in this movie. When they were talking, like, hey, we want to go to America. Really? I'm Clark Gable. That was like their, you know.
2: Well, as we started out with uh, somebody, uh, you know, as the tweet we read there in Godfather 2, we get to see some of the backstory of the Corleone family, how it came to be, Black Tie. You will enjoy that one with Robert De Niro as young Vito.
3: All right. So, I mean, so that's that with the Godfather. So. Ties, I'm gonna give this a
2: Well, don't give that rating yet because so you're clearly oh, wait, you're putting the wins. Godfather over Star Wars. I can glean that, that is right?
3: Over Raiders of Lost Ark. No. I contest. mean
2: over Raiders. So that pits Pulp yep. Fiction versus The Godfather yep. for the greatest movie of all time that Black Tie has now seen. The
3: winner is all right. Well, before that, why Raiders... don't you play the music? I'll be excited. <laughs> the ra- for Raiders, I honestly, knowing what I've known now, I much rather would have watched like Godfather Two or Empire Strikes Back or Shawshank Redemption. Like it was like, man, I feel like I you know. I feel like you
1: needed hey, to see it. The people
3: spoke. The people spoke. Yeah, they it did. I was like, just like, uh... man, I wish I'd spent time doing something else. Well, he- but... here's the
1: thing. Then, well, we can get to it afterwards. But then, if if now, if if the maybe three out of the four gained your trust. Maybe it's time to go look at the other twelve and and Ah, pick pick a handful uh, of them to watch as well because it seems like they're not as bad as you originally originally thought. Sort of like the NIT, you know.
3: I never thought any was bad. It's just I had (laughs) had time to get to it. But in the finals, Pulp Fiction against The Godfather. um, Overall, I uh, I got to go with Godfather. I mean, it was again, it was scene after scene was great. Um, They had the better. You know, facial, because the Bruce Willis scene where he's just his face while Ving Reigns was talking versus Brando's scene where just his face, or the other guy's face it's just, Godfather overall was better it was more enjoyable, it's definitely the one I want to follow up on sequel wise, I know Pope doesn't have the sequel, but I definitely want to, I might watch Godfather 2 tonight, to be honest all right. I mean, the so score how many man. black
1: ties does it get? Um, this it is gets, straight up five black ties.
3: It gets 4.5. And wow. I'll say 4.5. It's a five <laughs> overall. Not it's, quite the no, score. No, the score is great. But Body language I, issues? What if I, I give it a five, that means I'm saying... Well,
1: play the music
2: thing. while you talk about it here to round mm-hmm. things out.
3: And maybe after I see Godfather 2, it might be overall. Then I go back and see one. It might be a five. But for now, it's a 4.5. Because if I'm saying it's a five, that means I'm saying it's the best movie I've ever seen. Tell
2: me tell me three movies to wrap this up that do get five black ties.
3: Well, that's the thing. One movie that definitely gets a five black tie is The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, to me, five out of five. It's spectacular. Act, acting, it's ledger. Got major, right it's got major story holes. Well, I mean, they're, yeah, there's that. But uh, the, the idea, because obviously and The Godfather title, is, is dealing with a realistic setting. Like, it would be much more jarring if they had a start, you know. A,
2: a, I agree that if Batman showed up in The Godfather, it would be weird.
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like you're playing in a different field, and I, I am not one of those people that obviously I'm not one of those people to just, but oh, this is just like has superhero stuff, so it's, you can't take it as seriously. No, it is. It does make it harder, actually. It makes it harder to put together a coherent, good movie like what well, My no, point
2: about Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. It's no. ridiculous. It's yeah. r- it's you you costuming hundreds of extras to run around and you're invested in it rather than laughing
3: at it. Yeah, I, I again, I totally agree with that. And it's no slight to Godfather. I might see 2 go back and see 1 and be like, well, wow, this maybe is the greatest, but overall for right now I still think The Dark Knight is the best movie I've ever seen.
2: Well, Luca brazzi sleeps with the fishes and so too does this bracket, I th- I found it uh, captivating throughout. To follow along through Young Black Tie's eyes, handsome Hank, your final thoughts?
1: I it was been thrilling. Uh, I look forward. I think Black Tie will watch Godfather Two. It sounds like I'd I'm like going to watch it like, tonight. Probably. I'd like him to watch um, Empire Strikes Back as I'll well, and too. perhaps invest himself in that canon. And also, you know, to give a chance to Saving Private Ryan, to Top yeah. Gun, to some of these other movies that were on in the bracket originally, which you know. Maybe you'll become more of a cinephile, more of an appreciator of of the fine art.
2: There are so many. I mean, I I don't want to get into it right now, but just quickly, have you seen – the Newman Redford movies, have you seen The Sting and uh, and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? I have not, known. Those are great
1: What movies. I think is fascinating, though, is that Black Ty, you know, house he, you, should he, see. He, you you all the movies, every single movie of the 16 that were on that original thing, just like you came across things like, oh, I recognize, I recognize an ad that was done like this, and now I understand that they're actually making a parody of this. Probably every single movie that was on that original list, because there's some big movies on there, every one you'll be like, Oh, that's why that guy once said to me, um, oh, "You can yeah. be my wingman." No, I like, do, like, you know that's it's,
3: it's so true. Once you start there's seeing?
2: There's going to be like, so many things. Simpsons in your life, episodes you know? will now make right. greater sense to you and character. Well, state. Simpsons,
3: I just don't watch because I prefer Family Guy. That's all. Uh, um, right, I know you're a Simpsons guy, yeah. yes. but. I mean, yeah, I, I do totally agree. I mean, you you get the bet, better picture, full context of those references, which a lot of them I actually do right. know. And, like, the container scene, I knew where that was from. I just didn't see how that came to life or say what again, knowing that the guy actually did say what again.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so, I mean, it was a fun – it was definitely a fun time, fun weekend. Sheck was loving it. Um, Hank, I know you two plugged in. Definitely thanks to everyone that voted and kept up with all the silliness. There's some people I know I probably ticked off on Twitter, but, you know, it was all fun and games, but it was it was a fun time for sure.
1: Well, great fun, yes. And this fun. isn't the end of our uh, conversations around pop culture because Game of Thrones starts oh, yeah. this weekend. All right, so l- later this week, I think we need to catch ourselves up on. Went on done and done. But I really, I, can we I've talk been... about what we think is going to happen. Let's I have, do it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, any I'm any not a books. fan
2: of doing that. That's what ruined True Detective. You no. Know. I never play the game of what's going to happen in a TV show. Just some
1: ideas about what what might happen in this season of game. I'm down to do that. We talked
2: to Larry Fitzgerald about that, and he gave his thoughts on who was going to win the throne ultimately. He had a surprising answer, actually. Maybe let's dig that up so we can play it back for anyone who missed it, and we'll include that in uh, our next episode. Yeah. Game of Thrones is coming up. Mad men is back. Let's talk about some of that. And oh, by the way, the NFL draft is coming up at the end of the month in Chicago. And uh, we're looking forward to heading off there. So we'll, get returned to uh, Kibbetson. Some about that, but uh, some things, you know, just have to take priority today, and paying off Black Tie's movie list it was that. So thanks for bearing with us, and thanks for all the tweets. People really enjoyed this uh, this little venture. It was all Black yeah, Tie's idea. It.
3: Thanks everyone. I mean, it was Hank's idea to live tweet it, um, so that was fun. I probably would have at some point, but, you know, that, w- that really was a fun time.
2: And if we need to celebrate any more, I see here that the Eagles have signed one of the three or four best names in the NFL. Say ye a Jared Tutu. He's back, back in, in the, the NFL. NFL.
1: Say ye, say Jared Tutu, a Jared Tutu. Say ye
2: a Tutu. Say, ye say ye All right,
3: Nigerian name actually. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct.
2: All right, Nigeria Jones. <laughs> we will. Uh, we will let you go. And, uh, and we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football and movie fans. This is how Star Wars ends, Black Tie, this song here. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring
1: anyway.